0: make more birdies a bottle of bourbon a little glass and some ice this is not a tip this is a prescription trust me mm-hmm. if you don't you will fall out of balance mm-hmm. welcome to birdies and bourbon sit down and have a sip welcome back everybody to the birdies and bourbon show uh joined by hudson swafford today two-time pga winner hudson how's uh, how's the weather in florida
1: it's nice and warm. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's good though. I, I mean, I like the warm weather. I grew up in Florida, North Florida, so uh, I live in South Georgia, so I, I like the warm winter weather over the cold. There's no doubt.
0: Well, um, we're we're definitely going to get there in a minute. But uh, since you brought it up, I got to ask. And we'll, we'll we'll let's go ahead and get, get into the college career, man. Because growing up in Central Florida, guy, uh, pretty close to FSU. And, uh, you're, you're a bulldog man.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it was actually easy. I had to get out of my hometown and, uh, I hated the Gators <laughs> and actually, uh, actually grew up, uh, playing junior golf with Tyson Alexander who won last week mm. and buddy. And I told buddy early on, uh, if I have my choice, I'm not going to ever be a Gator. So you don't have to really <laughs> recruit me too hard. <laughs> <laughs> nice. but, um, no, my dad went to Tennessee, my mom went to Florida State, my sister and brother went to Florida State, so I just kind of split the difference between my dad and my
0: uh, the rest of my family, and I went to Georgia. Mm, nice. So so you get all the hate mail from the family then, that's what you're saying. I mean, you named off some, some, uh, some big rivals there, man.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, yeah St- Florida State had it in the 90s, Tennessee had it in the 90s, and uh, we've done a little better lately. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. So with that, so easy decision for you. Were there a lot of other options? Or I'm sure there were, were other options, but I mean, were you pretty dead set you were going to be uh, be a bulldog, or was it Coach Hack that yeah. kind of drew you there? Or? It, it was funny. I played a junior golf event there
1: when I was like 12 years old. Just fell in love with the town. Fell in love with the bulldogs. My parents had no clue why I'd wear a Georgia hat my summer golf tournaments. Um, it was it was kind of weird, but I just. I fell in love with it. Uh, just one of those things. I, I can't even really explain it. I just, I, I knew I, I went there and I, I remember it. it. was Ryan Hibble and Nick Cassini were kind of talking. They were just in a junior event and uh, just saying how great it was. And I, I just really enjoyed being there. Uh, actually won that week. Oh, nice. And um, I don't know. I just a place that I fell in love with. And I knew if I could, play golf in college and kind of have my pick. I mean, they were really good program and uh, I, I just wanted to go there and kind of work towards it. And, um, you know, Hacker called me one day and, you know, asked me if I wanted to be a bulldog and I just, I mean, it was a no brainer for me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Yes. I've been waiting on the phone call. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so you had quite a crew there when you were playing. so who English uh, was Harman there when you were there? Yeah. Harmon was a year older than me. Adam Mitchell were a year
1: older than me. And then, uh, Chris Kirk and Brendan Todd were seniors when my freshman year and then Russell and Harris were the year after me.
0: Wow. I mean, looking at that, uh, looking at the stable there, man, I'm kind of scratching my head going like, what, where's the championship at there? Not disrespectfully, <laughs> but I mean, look at yeah. look at, it, at at the, you know, the products that came out of your class. I mean, you can yeah. rattle off, uh, quite a few that are on tour. Yeah,
1: no, I mean, we won a few SEC championships. Uh, we came close. Uh, I want to say I was on three teams that finished second at NCAAs. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it was, yeah, it was a tough pill to swallow, but, I mean, that's golf, right? It comes down to one week. I mean, we won a lot of events as a group, there's no doubt. I mean, we went to uh, Isleworth, which is probably one of the biggest events in the fall, and we won by 23, and we were the only team under par. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, you know, it, it's golf fickle, as you know. So, it's just, you know, we didn't – we barely missed out a few times, which sucked, and then it went to match play while during my college career. So, it it, it was interesting, you know. It, yeah. I wish we would have had a national champion. That's the only thing I'm really missing from my college days, but I wouldn't take anything away from what we did and, and the sure. fun we had.
0: Cool. Who were you guys playing against uh during your years? That that I mean who was the kind of your rivals out there?
1: Uh Oklahoma State was mm. always pretty good. Um UCLA, USC, USC with Jamie Lovemark and okay. Matt Giles and uh a few of those guys, they were they were really good and then uh, Clemson always had a good team in Florida. Mm. But really in those two years after Kirk and B Todd left, it was like I said, it was myself, Adam Mitchell, Harmon, Harris, and Russell. And we battled it out with Oklahoma State. And they had, I mean, they had Trent Leon, uh, Peter Uline, Kevin Tway, yeah. Morgan Hoffman. Um, and then they kind of would rotate some a few other guys in. Then Taylor Gooch came in towards the end of that. So, I mean, It wasn't. They they was kind of, it was kind of like a star side kind of pack going back and forth. We were we were one and two for two years essentially. That's fun. That's fun. And um, had good battles with them, but I mean it, it it was close. And then obviously to get stuck by Augusta State, uh, my last year (laughs) it kind of hurt. But uh, it is what it is. It's part of it.
0: Nice. Nice. Right, right. So, so out of college, uh, you hit the at the time, uh, try nationwide tour at the time.
1: Yeah. My, my first year out was the nationwide and went to the web, maybe the last few events. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, um, came out of college, uh, playing good golf, uh, kind of cruised through Q school and then ended up missing my PJ tour car by a shot. Oh, wow. And at the time, I didn't really know. I did know what I mean, but I didn't really know what it means. You know what I mean? Cause I, I played the summer before playing a few, I just played some mini tour events and I had, had status nowhere. I was close to getting into some PGA tour events, but it didn't happen. And so I, I just knew I was moving forward. I had full status on the web and I, I knew that, you know, if I just take care of business, I'll be on the PGA tour and so I looked at it as a positive, you know, I wasn't moving backwards. I didn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't going back to the web, mm-hmm. but I didn't really know what the PJ tour was that at that point in my life, I, I knew I wanted to get there, right. <laughs> but, uh, uh it's, I knew, uh, I knew that this was going to set me up for success. So cool. sure. I went there and ultimately got to the PJ tour in two years.
0: <laughs> you had to, you had to win your first year on, uh, on the tour, on, on the nationwide.
1: Yeah, I did. And, uh, I actually had a pretty good year. I think I had uh, four top tens maybe that year and mm-hmm. then a win, but I was always complaining. Cause I want, I mean, I won in, I actually won in, in Athens.
0: Right. And, um, you still hold the course record there by the way. Cause I think you set the record that week, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: I think so. I think so. I don't
0: think anybody's beat. I think it's at 61 in a day. Wow. So,
1: um, yeah, it, but I was always lobbying for a point system on the web tour. Right. Um, I had a great friend that won a big event that was 144,000 back then. And then I, and I won in Athens and it was 95,000. So I had to have like a second. Mm. A so, so my yeah. a win in a solo second to essentially tie that. And I ended up missing my card by like 900 bucks that
0: year. And it oh was, my god.
1: I mean, totally I, I started watching, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I started watching like kind of where I was, what I needed to do as opposed to just, taking care of business at hand. Mm-hmm. Right. And, it um, got into a little slump like midsummer, but, um, but all, I mean, on paper I had a really good first year and then the next year I, I kind of struggled, but not to, I mean, I, it, that was the first year of the web playoffs and I finished like 40th on the money list, not to where I was the year before. And then, uh, and then played great in the web playoffs and then I've been on tour ever since.
0: Yeah. So Hudson, if I can back up a little bit and we'll, we'll kind of progress through. So, so you go from uh, obviously high school to college and then, college to the web.com tour and, and then transition to the PGA. So is that, you know, you, you said it yourself, right. Is you didn't really know what you were getting into, right. From, from my and, and you know, you're going to play golf, right. But what does it yeah. really mean? And, and I mean, you know, you rattled off some of the names that you were playing, you know, that were on your team and that you were playing against. And again, turn on, uh, turn on the PGA tour on the weekend. And, you know, hell a lot of those <laughs> names are, are still, still out there playing. So, you know, competitively and you can, you know, people are going to progress and get better, but, but was it a shock when you went from college into, to the web and then to the PGA and kind of what you just stepped into from a a competitiveness, talent, et cetera? Uh, not a shock, but
1: I had always known like all my competitors, if that makes sense. So like I grew up in the junior golf ranks, I knew, I knew the guys that I was playing with. I knew the top AJGA players and Southeastern junior golfers. And then in college we played the best we played one of the best schedules. We were one of the best teams. Right. Mm-hmm. Um but I didn't really know like how far golf expanded. I mean, so I went to the mini tours and it was the most eye opening thing ever. Like guys I've never heard of, guys that were thirty-five, guy you know what I mean? And and beating me. And I was like, who, who the hell are all these people? <laughs> like, man, it's like, it, it doesn't matter who you are. It's just about if you believe in yourself and it just taught me quick, like it doesn't, you don't have to have the accolades. You don't have to play D one college golf. You don't have to play the biggest college golfer golf uh, teams mm-hmm. and just learn how to win Right. and learn how to play golf. And that's kind of the biggest thing. Like I just kind of be, it's tough, but you got to kind of be self-absorbed and you got to believe in your own self-talk and, you know, anybody can do it. If you know, put a little time and effort into it, it doesn't just happen. And mm-hmm. it, that was probably the biggest eye-opening thing. Just going out there from knowing everybody that I always play golf with growing sure. all the way up through college and then going and you know, my first mini tour event. And I know like 15 people, right. And, and you're, you're getting
0: hustled by uh, this dude over here that you have no <laughs> idea who he is. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I was like, I mean, this, it's a, it's a big golf world. Cause I, I'm not going to lie. Like I played baseball growing up real competitively. I didn't watch a ton of tour events. I always watched the masters going, I went to the TPC, um, Bell South a little bit when I, cause I was a Southeastern guy. But after that, I mean, I didn't really I mean I watched them in British Open but right. you know, I, I wasn't I wasn't watching a ton of PGA tour golf. I wasn't I didn't know like a ton of guys. So it was I mean it it, it just kinda opened my eyes to the bigger the bigger picture and the bigger world of like the golf and you know, people just believing themselves it doesn't matter. Any size and shape can compete in this game and you gotta take care of your own own game and you got to believe in yourself and, and uh, get after it because it's not, it's not that easy. I'd always kind of somebody had always I'd played well and I'd always been in the biggest tournaments. And then in college I had, you know, a lot of success and I was playing on one of the best teams. And then to start from, you know, zero as in the right. pro ranks and it, yeah, I mean, it's, just a little. It was eye opening, and maybe it was maybe it was a blessing that I didn't go straight to the tour. It kind of prepared me mm-hmm. for when I got to the tour.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, was was that a different mindset coming? Out? And, and you know, while it's not, I mean, it is a team event, but I mean, you're still playing as individuals. Was that kind of a, a shift in going from that that college team environment to now? You know, to your point, right? It's okay now. It's just me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're traveling with your buddies. You're traveling with your coaches. Our coaches like to have fun. We we had a great time. Uh, I mean, driving to stay in a hotel room by yourself. And, I mean, the lonely world of PGA Tour Golf and and Mini Tour Golf and Web.com. I mean, it's, it's not as glamorous as people think it is. I mean, people mm-hmm. don't ever see that side. They mm-hmm. see, you know, some of the big names always – always hopping on a private jet staying in a big house you know and chef and Mm -hmm. whatnot but they don't i mean and they think every pga tour golfer is just absolutely loaded and Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong like we make good money but i mean it it gets lonely (laughs) i mean yeah Yeah. you're i mean week to week i mean you play four in a row people don't really realize that you're not at home for a whole month
2: right yeah
1: so and you're just going from hotel to hotel i'm not going to complain because i i enjoy traveling um my family comes with me uh, a lot of the time and they're actually on the way down uh tonight right now but um yeah it, it's just going from you know traveling with your boys and having a good time and your coaches being your little travel agents and getting you to shuffle around you're going to the best tournaments and uh, we were fortunate enough to fly, fly private a little bit oh. in college and um
0: being on your own so yeah it it was definitely an adjustment that sounds like so so talking about the challenges and the struggles let's fast forward to uh was it september 2020 got a maybe a late birthday present for you with a victory at uh at corrales so uh, congratulations on that yeah. And in the, in between there, right. So, uh, so I think you had a little bout with a couple of injuries and you might've been yep. riding a, a injury exemption there for a minute.
1: Yeah. I was on a medical, uh, my first injury came right after my win in 2017, really it was next year, 2018. I had a great 17 and just missed out on a tour championship. And I'd always kind of been going forward on the tour and mm-hmm. in the FedEx cup and getting better and better. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, an uh, unfortunate intercostal um, uh, strain, and I had to sit out ten weeks in eighteen. And right after you won, I'd, you know, just broke top seventy in the world, and moving in the right direction. And mm-hmm. life was life was great, right? Moving, in sure. And uh, so I had to sit out ten weeks, and you know, I'd finally been able to just plan my schedule and do what I wanted. And so then that happened, and it was super unfortunate. And finally got past that, and. Started feeling good but the game was the game was very kind of timid and mediocre it was it was tough i mean i had some flashes of good but i'm not gonna say it was quite where i was in uh 16 and 17 and then um my foot had started started bothering me and didn't really know why and uh had a great doctor in St. Simon's Dr. Murphy and we had always been kind of consulting about it and did an X-ray and I, he could see like a little hairline fracture in a, in a a sesamoid bone. It's about a dime sized bone that sits in the ball of your foot. And I was having a problem pushing out of the ground and he kind of altered my orthotics to make it a little better and take the stress off i kept telling him i'm great early in the week and then as the week goes on it gets worse and worse sure and we kind of finally dove into it And he's like look we can go in take take this bone out it's like it's kind of like the appendix of the foot let it heal when we went we we did the surgery ultimately decided to do it because walking just became tough and my foot was turning black and blue like at the late in the week so did that and um Yeah, I had a broken sesamoid bone. The bone had died. He's like, I don't even know how you've been walking on this. Wow! And um, so it was was a good decision. And then uh, came back from that and feeling great. Actually uh, started to play some good golf. And I was on my medical and um, played okay in the fall. Came back for uh, Mexico was my first event. And um, in RSM, made the cuts, but didn't didn't play great in those events. And then, um, play and then finished third at Sony.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so had a great, great start. You know, medicals almost fulfilled. Um, and then played really solid at Waste Management. And then COVID yeah. came, and I, I really didn't have that many. I think I had, 15 points to go to fulfill my medical, um, uh, maybe, or maybe 20 points to fulfill my medical. And, um, it was, it, there was a lot of unknowns, right. For everybody. Sure. Not, yeah. just, not just me, but everybody. I mean, um, I actually kind of enjoyed being home for that time. That was about the longest <laughs> I've ever been home, uh, since I turned professional. And uh, so I got to watch my little man kind of grow up quickly. But mm-hmm. the unknown was it was tough, and I was playing such good golf before it. But you know, when we didn't know when we were going to come back, and the tour gave you an option to restart your medical, or I had one event left, and had I thought about it, stressed about it, talked to everybody I knew about it about uh, whether I'd restart my medical. Or, you know, just kind of go on and take my chances with one event to make, I think it might have been like 20 points, but, you know, you miss cut, you miss cut or you get in a bad wave. Mm -hmm. Um, There was just a lot of variables.
0: So, I ended up restarting my medical. Does that, and, sorry, does that does the medical exemption? Is it the same for everybody, or is it a variable depending on what the issue is? So it's an average of your last
1: three years on tour played, the average number of events that you've played, and then compared to the how many events you played the year before you got knocked out or had to sit out, you get those events left. Okay, so. Yeah, so I think I had like eight events, seven events on my medical, right, mm-hmm. to fulfill X amount of points. I can't remember. How right. many so the
0: benefit, the benefit of playing as much as you can, right? I mean, in the event that something unfortunate happens, I mean, you kind yeah. of a, a safety net or an anchor there, if you will, right? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So it, it was a tough decision to you know start over, and then so I did end up starting over and didn't really play very well in the summer and. Was getting a little bit more frustrated and a little bit more frustrated, um, and kind of just took some time away and kind of kind of hit the reset button for a month and didn't play the like the last month of the season and in, in the playoffs. I had missed out on the playoffs, but I, I like the fall events. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of them are Bermuda that I grew up on or kind of in warmer weather. So uh, right. you know, I I was just kind of putting my Eggs in the basket. I think I had had like three events left, and I had to make a fair amount of points. I had only, I think, I only made like one cut in my four events, and um, didn't didn't play great. And I uh, came out to Safeway, a place that I played well and uh, and had some success, and was playing great golf going into it. Was super fired up, and I got there, and it was. Probably one of the most stressful weeks ever. I don't know why I put so much stress on myself. I made the cut. I finished fifty eighth, maybe, and playing unreal golf. And I'm just like, this is this is not working. Hmm. So um, I kind of got back to uh, talking with uh, Dr. Brett McCabe, a guy that I worked with in sixteen and seventeen, and um, that's the that's a sports psychologist, right? Yeah, a sports yep. psychologist. Yeah. And there was nothing that was going on in my golf swing. I mean, I was playing great golf. (laughs) Mm It was very, it was a six inch game. I was really (laughs) struggling between the ears. And uh, (laughs) it was, it, it was, I couldn't figure it out. And we, we just had some great talks and he, I don't know why. He just like, look, you got a couple starts left. You can, you can harp on your couple starts. You can lose your card or you can take, go into it and, you know, take these next, this next week as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, you're playing great. Um, why don't you just focus on winning? I mean, easier said than done. Right. And he goes, just be confident in what you're doing. And just a little, a few other triggers just to keep me kind of focused into the moment, what I was doing, as opposed to thinking of the big picture and trying to think about, you know, the road ahead. And, I don't know. I just kind of went to the Puticana after two weeks off and was still playing great golf. Um, fell in love with the place and really didn't know if I was going to win. I mean, that's a bonus, right? But yeah. got in contention, played great the first two days, wasn't thinking about it, wasn't thinking about trying to keep my card, wasn't thinking about anything other than trying to get in contention and just have a chance. Yeah. And how was I going to do that? And, uh, Saturday came. I remember, I think I was in, I think I was leading going into Saturday. Yeah. And it was actually one of my best rounds on tour. Cause it kind of got away from me. I didn't, I didn't have the greatest start, but I had a nice little like four hole stretch. On the front nine, that kind of calmed me down. And I, I didn't have my A game, I and mean, you're not going to have your A
0: game of four days in a PJ Tour event. It's just, well, you fired uh, four rounds under par. So, I mean, yeah, come on. No,
1: I yeah, <laughs> And it's just like, how do you manage your nine holes, or your 18 holes that things are a little off? And I did an unbelievable job that day of managing it. And I played the back nine, I made all pars, and ended up shooting three under. And that was the day that, you know, I was like, man. I didn't really have my stuff, but I kind of just stayed patient and took one shot at a time and it really did work. I mean, easier sure. said than done. Right. Right. But it was very clear. And I was like the next day I, I wasn't, and I wasn't in the lead. I was playing with Adam long. I think he had maybe a, like a one, one or two shot lead. I can't really remember going mm-hmm. to the last day, but I knew I was comfortable. I knew I'd been playing good golf and I knew my bad round was out of the way. Right. And, and I was, I was in a position to win and I came out super confident. Um, made a, made a nice, like four footer for par maybe on the first hole. And then it was just kind of off of the races after that. I think I shot like four under on the front nine, um, and had it going. I mean, Everybody says I made it nervous a little bit on the back nine with a couple shots, but (laughs) being there, it's, it's a difficult, I mean, it's a fine line there with a couple of pins where they were on Sunday of uh, running off the green or you're having eight feet. So I really actually played unbelievable on that Sunday and then to hit the shot on Really on sixteen into the wind, a nine iron to miss it right on the front edge where I knew I had a chance to make birdie and lipped out, and then seventeen to hit a flatted six iron in there about ten
0: feet right behind it when probably not very many people were hitting that green. Yeah, hell of a shot for, for sure. I mean, you, you when you hit that shot, you had to be uh, you, you had to be sitting in a pretty good spot
1: <laughs> mm. for sure mentally. I mean, I knew I had control. All day of my golf game. And I knew, I knew on kind of on 12 when I hit a shot, I came back down to my feet and then I yeah. hit it on probably one of the best chip shots of my life from about 40, so I had 25 yards below the green in this area up to two feet made par. And I, kn- I knew, I knew I was going to win in that day. I didn't know how. I didn't know. What it was going to, you know, entail, whether I was going to win by five, one, a playoff, but I just knew I was going to win and to just take one shot at a time and, you know, not worry about anything that bad happened or anything that good happened, but just kind of stay focused and, uh, you know, making a putt, whether it's for 10 bucks with your buddies or, you know, a PGA tour win, there's nothing better and there's no better feeling. Like all my friends asked me how nervous I was over the putt. I wasn't nervous. I've been putting well all week. And uh <laughs> funny story, my caddy and I, he read it to go one way. I read it to go the other. Oh, and he looked at me and goes, man, just hit a solid putt. It'll go, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so we didn't even really know. We didn't even really know which way it was kind of breaking. And the greens were a little bumpy at that time. Oh. So, you know, I had a great last putt and it went right in the
0: middle and you know it was it was all she wrote That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that uh, that shot on 12, you know, it's uh, it, and I think that's one of the, the yeah, there's plenty of courses where you know TV doesn't do it justice, right? But I mean, you're talking there's quite a bit of elevation from where you were to to that green and you you hit a bad shot, right? Sorry to yep. call that out, but it, it wasn't great. <laughs> it, it was a bad shot and yep. better than better than Dan could do. But it's true. Never, it's true. nevertheless, uh, <laughs> but then, you know, you step right back up to the ball and, you know, and hit just a, an amazing shot after that i mean is that i mean that had to kind of get you right in the head right and like like, hey yeah i'm back on track and moving forward
1: absolutely man i was in total control of my golf swing um but yeah like you said i I couldn't even see the pin honestly down there so i'm chipping and i could not see the pin that's how low i was below the green and people don't really know i mean it's a it's a pretty dramatic fall off over there. It's not in a good place to be. And I, I thought I had a little fluffier lie. I thought I could go up top and maybe just hit it across the green over to the fringe and, and you know, hit it like 20 feet and just two-putt and and get par and out and get out of there. And I really didn't have that great of a lie. So uh, so I tried to bump the next time and uh, hit an unbelievable line up there. You know, I, I was trying to do – I was trying to bump it into the hill and just hit it over to the right. fringe because I knew – I was still in control and just make bogey and, and move on. But sure. uh, I got, uh, got a little, a little more than you asked I mean, for, I mean right? that's what you to win.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, that's what happens when you win. Yep. Sure. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. And then fast forward, right. To the end of March and uh, you know, you come in sixth place at the same course. Right. So yeah. I'm thinking, I know where my money's going. Uh, the next time <laughs> you show up to Punta Cana. So that's right. Not like that place. And, is that a course? Did you, I mean, is that a course that you liked prior to, I mean, the victory is obviously going to make it extra special, but it was that somewhere that, that, did that win take you, to like the next level at Corrales or is that always a place that you're like, eh, you know, I kind of got to, you know, it, it, it's my place anyway.
1: Man, I had only played there one time before and my game wasn't in a great place. I actually liked the golf course, but I didn't, I don't think I putted very well that week. And I think I missed a cup. by one. and I, I, had been, I was struggling at that time. I was a little negative, but um, I knew when I went back when I, the year I went with the week I won, I knew the golf course would suit me long par threes, a lot of long iron, mid irons, the greens can get bumpy. I mean, I grew up on bumpy greens. Like it's, this place is perfect for me. Right. And, uh, you know, it probably favors a little longer hitter cause you can carry certain bunkers and, um, and get after it because it's a pretty long golf course. Honestly, it's probably, 7,500, 7,600, um, in windy. So it, I knew it was a place that I should have success at after, even after, you know, missing the cut by one there a few, like a year or two before. Sure. And, um, it was nice. That I was a full FedEx because got me masters and, um, you know, and got me 500 points, which is,
0: yeah. Very nice in this uh, line of business. Yeah. Your second trip to the Masters, though, correct? Yeah, it was my second yeah. trip. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh, What's your take on uh, the Masters? You can't wait to get back next year? Absolutely. I love it.
1: I have not played my best golf around there, but i um, starting to get more of a feel, and uh, I played a fair amount of golf around there. But, man, it's, it's crazy what they can do with that golf course and how they change it from – you know tuesday to wednesday to thursday to friday type mm-hmm. deal it's crazy it's not it's like on a it's there's no other golf course that can do that really. Mm-hmm. but uh it, it's a it's a great tournament i mean it's my super bowl so sure yeah i i uh, i can't wait to get back
0: Hey guys, this is Kyle Porter, author of A Normal Sport, and you are listening to Birdies and Bourbon. Do you find yourself so you know week to week? And and we Dan and I were joking a couple of weeks ago. I'm like uh, I'm like man, I feel like we got a Pete Dye hangover here. Uh, <laughs> with, with, and that's, you know just just all in fun. But I mean, there was a stretch yeah. there. What I think there were five dye courses in six weeks, six or seven weeks or so. Quite a few. And um, I, I don't know who's your favorite golf architect or what course do you what what architect do you prefer to play on? Man. <sighs> <laughs> Wherever I play, well. <laughs> um, Fair enough.
1: Uh, I'm probably not in love with Pete Dye golf courses. Mm-hmm. Um, just being a fader of the golf ball. Okay. I feel like it's a little, a little tougher, maybe off the tee and the ones that I've played for me. Because really, you want to kind of, kind of hug the trouble on Pete Dye golf courses that are a lot of draw holes, but um, it does require a cut into the green. So that helps me. But uh, can I, I kind of, I kind of like Nicholas golf courses. Hmm. Um,
2: Nice. I don't know
1: why, but (laughs) I kind of like some Nicholas golf course, even though I actually did win on a Pete Dye golf course. I won, I won in the desert on a stadium course, which is a Dye golf course. Um, But I like, I like, uh, it all depends. I just, I I grew up on a country club with dog legs and, and kind of that feel. So I I kind of like that kind of type of golf course, smaller greens, got it. You're rewarded for hitting it straight. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, whoever designs it is whatever, but I kind of like, like the old school country clubs versus just wide open and
0: hit it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You find yourself having to change your, I'm going to say change your swing and I don't mean the mechanics of your swing, but I guess more so, uh, and I don't want to say strategy either, but that's probably the direction I'm kind of saying. I mean, is it, you know, when you, when you get to the course and, you know, yourself and your caddy and you're playing practice rounds, I mean, is that really the, is that what you're kind of doing is mapping out? I mean, are you, are you picking places that you're going to hit each shot?
1: Or, or, yeah, or, picking you, lines, yeah. picking starting lines, uh, just getting a feel for how the golf courses uh, are playing. Usually, I mean, this being my eighth year on tour, I've played most of all the golf courses now. Um, but it's, yeah, just kind of getting familiarizing yourself with kind of the way the ball's bouncing, the greens are rolling. Um, but I know how most of these golf courses change over the course of the week. So, you know, in a practice round, you might be hitting driver on a certain hole, but, you know, come Sunday afternoon, you might be in five wood because of the run out or something.
2: Mm. Sure.
1: Um, so that, that's just little nuances like that. But just getting – usually just getting my starting lines again and then kind of just seeing how the ball is bouncing. So that's that's the biggest thing I look for in practice
0: rounds. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want to skip over, I think you mentioned it, but your, uh, your first win in 2017 at the Desert Classic at yeah. PGA West, right? Um It is. And, and had a little lull in between there. So were you? were you, I mean, obviously you're a professional, you're an athlete, and you're damn good at what you do. So you want to win, right? I mean, yeah. I, I think the expectation of somebody walking out there with expecting to win every week with the talent that's out there it's probably not a realistic expectation to have so i think you get you yeah. you're probably managing goals um but i mean you got to get hungry right at some point and and is it more hey i need to keep my card and and i want to continue to play golf or is it i want to win or is there is there a balance that kind of keeps you grounded in where you need to be
1: no mines i want to win i want to get i want to just I want to get in contention as much as possible because you're ultimately going to get more and more comfortable and then you're going to have more and more chances to win. Mm -hmm. And so it's really, my goal is getting in contention and seeing how I react and seeing, you know, good play, you know, when it, when it really, really matters. Um, So yeah, that, that would be more my goal is just trying to get, in contention. And like you said, though, all my injuries, that was right after I had two injuries. So my 18, 19, it was really kind of broken up between injuries and a little mm-hmm. bad play. And yeah. I probably sat out 20 weeks for the two injuries. So
0: it was, I mean, it, it was, it was, it was not very fun two years. I mean, o- outside of the injury, I mean, it's got to be, challenging to get, you know, anybody that plays golf, right. At any level. I mean, there's some rhythm there and that's gotta be the challenge of how do you get that rhythm when you, you know, you've got the injury and the other things kind of happening. I mean, you really just can't get in the swing. Right.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, golf's way more mental and physical, especially at this level. All right. And, uh, you see some good golf, you just kind of feed off of it and, Mm -hmm. and you go with it. Mm-hmm. and uh yeah getting hurt sitting out and then coming back and not having a ton of success it was a little tough started down what you're doing and doubt creeps in and that then you start searching and it, 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 the trickle down can just be miserable but um now back uh kind of back going in the right direction which is super nice and enjoyable and uh and knowing that uh validating what I had done those few years and knowing that I can win out here and be a multiple time winner and win at any time is, uh, is very, very rewarding. And I look forward to doing it again. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Hey, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're cheering for you for sure. So you're in uh, what, just outside of Tampa, Florida, I guess closer to Clearwater at uh, Innisbrook at the Copperhead course. Uh, the Valspar Championship. You feeling good this week?
1: Yeah, feeling good. Uh doing some good things, getting a getting it back on track and uh tightening up my golf swing. So it's
0: uh yeah, I'm I'm ready to go this week. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Very cool. And so when you're playing who's um you got some Monday games or Tuesday games that you're playing with a regular group or regular folks or some alternation. Yeah, normally
1: on. I yeah normally we play some money games, but this week it's coming on off from an off week. So uh, my caddy and I we kind of just went out early, just me and him on Tuesday and uh, played 18 holes and you know just just us two, and then we kind of just did our work and it was kind of it's kind of nice. We got it done quick. I mean I'm not going to a lot of practice rounds can drag on I'm not I'm not a big fan of playing like 5 6 hour practice rounds so <laughs> it was kind of nice getting out early wheeling around getting our work done and then uh, sure just kind of chilling Nice.
0: Yeah. So, so what else, uh, obviously this goes on during the week of a tournament, uh, talking with folks like us, but, uh, what, what's, what's the, what's the not sexy part that we don't see. So, you, you know, you get to show up, you get, uh, exclusive access to the course, you know, it's kind of, Hey, here you go. Everything's set up, kind of catered to you. What's the other uh, if you want to go, if you want to talk about it, like the, what's the other, you know, the shit that goes on? It's like, oh, God, okay, here we go. <laughs> well, I mean,
1: it used to, before pre COVID, it was kind of nice. I mean, you're in the pro am on Wednesday, you can be there on, you could show up on Tuesday or heck, you come, you know, Wednesday, depending on where you live. All right. And just get your feel of the course. But uh, now with all the testing that goes on, you, you got to, I mean, most guys show up on Monday to get tested um maybe maybe Tuesday morning they do but uh so it just makes your weeks longer um Damn. more kind of sitting around in the hotel more just dead time mm-hmm. but um so it, it just yeah you're I just feel like your traveling time increases yeah uh, significantly but um, it's part of it um you know sitting in a hotel room you know sitting I'll, around I'll, waiting have, right watching. Yeah, watching Netflix, um, <laughs> working out at a different gym, a different, I mean, sleeping in a different bed every week. Mm-hmm. Um but it's it's just part of it and, you know, yeah. picking up and just moving. It's like one big traveling fraternity.
2: So what are your what are the top top 2 or 3 you like to go play every year whether it be like the the, the city you're going to or the course, what do you like? What do you what, what do you most look forward to?
1: Uh Sony's one of my favorites. Um, I don't know why it's just just like the golf course I grew up on. Oh, nice. Um, it's cold everywhere else in the United (laughs) States and we're on, and we're out in Honolulu. Uh, Um, and it's 85 there. Mm -hmm. Um, and if I, I think I've had
0: four top 11 finishes, let's say it doesn't hurt that you played really well there. Yeah. (laughs) I played well there. Um, I really
1: like uh, Bay Hill. Bay Hill's one of my favorites.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, It's pretty close to where I grew up. Um, I've done well there too. Um, Good golf course for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy going to Memorial. Mm-hmm. Like that golf course is just hard.
2: He likes the tough ones, man. I know those that, are tough courses. Gosh.
1: Yeah, I, that one's a great that's a great event too.
2: Have you heard much about what he did? Like what he did there this year and how it's going to look? I
1: have it. You know what? Yeah, I know. It, digging up the, dig, resodding it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mm-hmm. no telling. But yeah, I know. I haven't heard. Mm -hmm. You know, moving bunkers, changing green complexes or whatnot. But I know he kept adding tees and making it a lot harder and a lot longer there for, uh, as we played it last year, but, uh, I'm looking forward to going back
2: and
0: uh, embracing the challenge.
2: Nice. Nice.
0: What's uh, hey? what's your take on. So you, since you mentioned it, so, you know, it's the golf ball, it's the equipment, it's the make it longer. And you, you know, there's only so much real estate, right? And, and there's other courses that have more than others. And that may be a boring question, but, I mean, do you think it really matters? Because it, it's, I mean, if you look at it, the players themselves, right? I mean, you've got the the opportunity to do equivalent equipment as everybody else, right? Be it the ball, the yeah. club. Yeah. If you want to take the you know, the, the Bryson route and you wanna do, you know, a complete overhaul of your body, or you you can name any other players out there, right, that, that are doing different things off, so, right? I'm sure there's extensive rehab that you were doing through uh through some of the injuries. So it is it do you do you think it really matters? Because it's kinda of like do you wanna to go to a basketball and and see the score, you know, be forty to forty two, or do you want to see? Uh, I, w- I want triple digits on both teams, and I want everybody kind of going through quick on the, the whole distance argument.
1: Yeah, I mean, people like birdies, right? That mm-hmm. makes our sport interesting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Some and people I love the U.S. Open and watching bogeys and and us be miserable, but that's <laughs> not. I mean, I'd I'd be bald right now if I played U.S. Open. Twenty-five times a year, (laughs) and uh, just I I probably wouldn't play golf. (laughs) It would be very—it's a very stressful, tough week, and just mentally fries you. But uh, the distance thing—I just—I think athletes are playing golf now,
2: right?
1: I mean, people are paying attention because of what Tiger Woods did. Um, It's not—I mean, it's not guys that are you know just drinking beers and hanging out and they have then they're gifted at golf and uh they just grew up as a local country club you know it, it's people from all makes and models yep. and yep. Yep. we have so much more technology now uh with TrackMan and you know Flagscope, foresight anything to so, I mean, when I I was growing up, I was always taught to swing smooth and, you know, hit it, and that makes the ball go straighter, right? Now these kids are taught to hit straight (laughs) up on it and hit it as hard as you can. So, I I don't know. I mean, Jack always says that he thought that his ball speed would be around 180. I mean, he was long. He and Arnold hit it long. They just had a distinct advantage, right? Mm -hmm. And I I just don't think the distance thing is – much different than it was. I just think there's more people doing it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I think it's just like an athletic move because of what Tiger did. Um, and yeah, you can look at baseball. I mean, when I was growing up, I mean, if you threw, if you, if you were hitting 90, you were going to be looked at and potentially drafted and, and you were going to have a chance to make it to the big leagues. Now, 90, you're not, you won't even make your college team. I mean, I mean, 90 is the new 98. Everybody throws 98. It's just the technology and what you can do in the gym to kind of push limits. Now our career is going to be as long as they
0: used to be. That's, I don't know. Mm. Well, yet to, yet to be seen, right? Because there, there's some, you know, there was longevity and Hey, if I go out and do this, it's going to work. And, and now you have, uh, you know, pioneers, if you will. that are trying different strategies, taking different approaches. And, you know, it's uh, you've got to have a fair enough sample size to be able to measure to say, is that successful or is it not su- successful? And what works for one doesn't work for the other. Right.
1: 100 yeah. percent. The distance thing, I think it's just uh, they're harping on the wrong thing, roll the golf ball back. Like why, how are are you going to go backwards in this sport? It's really hard. They're looking at the 0.001% of this sport. Mm -hmm. And I I just don't see rolling the golf ball back, making it softer. I don't think you have to lengthen golf courses. I mean, other than other than Stuart Singh going crazy at Hilton head. I mean, it always holds its own. Sure. Colonial always holds its own mm-hmm. the two shortest golf courses we play. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, well, you, you, you said it earlier from the, yeah, I mean, how much, in, and I, I, Dan and I both can agree with you. How much golf did we watch as a kid? Yeah. Yeah. Hardly any. So you, you want to, uh, you want to detract fans? Uh, Well, there's probably a good, you know, who who am I to say, but, you know, just, just in common sense, it's kind of like, okay, does that really work? And, you know, I don't think people want to see people not succeed and, and, and overachieve. Right. I mean, that's kind of the, the, the the way, right. I mean, it's good to see people win. So
1: 100%, and you know, people want to see birdies. I feel like, I mean, yeah, some people love just watching the, you know, the misery, some, some events um, and the brutal grind, but I just don't see the, why the USGA and the RNA are harping on the distance thing, because honestly, it's just, it's athletes playing golf. Now that's, yeah. that's the only difference. I think, yeah, some people can maybe fly it a little bit farther than uh, the older generation people, they were using wood. I mean, it, the swing speeds hadn't haven't really changed a lot. Um, ball speeds, if they had that technology, probably wouldn't be crazy different. But the top to bottom is what changed. So when I even when I right. first got on tour, I was, you know, I was probably always top twenty in driving distance, right around, and my driving distance hadn't really changed. And now I'm like. 50th but the top guy hasn't really the number hadn't changed it's just everybody's doing it yeah and um so even yeah honestly i i think this the golf ball and the technology has helped the shorter hitters and not the longer hitters other than what bryson's done i mean that's crazy don't get me wrong but it's brought shorter guys with sl- slower swing speeds able to hit up on it and have no spin. But if I, a guy that, I mean, I'm like a 177, 178, you know, guy, if I hit up on it with no spin and miss it just a touch, I mean, that ball is out of here. It's over the fences, right? Sure. And, but if you aren't swinging quite as fast, I and mean, you can just get hit these knuckle tumblers, I mean, the way they cut the fairways on tour, then the ball is just going to roll. That's another deal that they never really address how they set up golf courses, how firm and fast they set up golf courses. So if you have good launch condition and you're super optimized, I mean, you're, you're going to hit the ball forever on tour. Right. Unless it rains, I mean, if they want to, if they want, if they want to roll it back, they should just water the fairways. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> car, car path only. Look at Augusta
2: last uh, in April. Those those greens look brown, man.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Were they tough? Yeah, it, it, On Thursday.
1: Oh man, Tuesday. Yeah, Thursday was tough. I mean, it it, would get, it was a little breezy. The greens were super quick, mm-hmm. and uh, they got really firm. That round that Justin Rose played, it was it will be the round of the year. Hands down, in the player's eyes. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, if you really want, if you want, I mean, make the fairway soft and make the greens firm. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you if you really want to do, if you want to really test, and then you'll see normal yardages. Yeah, and how much? How
0: much? uh, How much? Two eighty five, and and not running out forty yards. Yeah, Yeah, how much meteor are we going to get on that two hundred eighty six yard drive? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Which that leads me into. So what's your thoughts on the uh, player incentive uh, program?
1: Uh, I think it's uh, I think it's interesting. I mean, I think it'll push you to get on social media a little bit more, mm-hmm. although I'm not really good at just talking to my phone and holding on to my phone. <laughs> there are plenty of guys that are and uh, definitely very popular. Um, but good play can definitely take care of that. Mm-hmm. But, it, uh, man, it's a lot of incentives, no doubt. And, um, it's a, it's a cool program. I think it'll, I mean, it just just some, uh, it's almost like some free money that you can go after, you know, on and off the golf course. So, you know, any incentives to keep you going and, uh, keep your drive alive, I mean, is a, is a great thing. And, uh, so I, yeah, I'm looking forward to another avenue of, uh,
0: making a living. There you go. yeah yeah I think it's interesting in the way that they did it because you know is that 40 million dollars that they weren't already spending I'd say probably not I would say it was already going to some media outlet um, and, yeah. and, and hey if we're gonna if we're gonna spend the money why not give it to the people that are keeping us alive right being the players yeah. so I, I think that was a smart move I'm a little surprised to see that someone didn't come in and, and I don't know the back end workings and who's managing that you know what have you but and I am a little surprised to see that because somebody, as I would look at it, if, you know, if, if I'm a, uh, a PR group or, you know, a, a media group, well, you just took $40 million out of my pocket. Right. And, and I'm just saying selfishly. And hey, yeah. what? Did I do wrong as a as a media outlet for them to take it back? And I'm not saying that they did anything wrong. I think it's uh, you know again, hey, spend the money and you know charity starts at home, right? So yeah. so why not incentivize the folks that are already generating the content to do it for you versus allowing somebody else to do it? So yeah, I I, I think it's pretty positive. I, I mean, I I think that it's um, I think that as a fan. You know, I want to hear it from you. I don't want to hear it from uh, from from the media outlets. So I think that that's uh, that's a step in the right direction. And again, to create that connectivity, right? I mean, what we're getting right now today is uh, you know there's some positivity positivity coming from the sense of hey, we get to interact, right? Or, or our listeners are now getting that that one to one, if you will, right? Facetime and and getting yeah. to listen to Hudson Swafford. I, I I think it's a, a pretty good avenue. Hopefully, most of the players see it as as it's driving. A positive behavior and positive interaction and not like, oh, hey, you just added uh, another, uh, an- another activity to my daily checklist. Uh, you know, and, and hopefully, you know, folks like us that are that are engaging and interacting are, are making it fun uh, for you. So I, I think it'd be beneficial for the players to kind of say, hey, you know, yeah. Granted, it's it's probably us up to us to 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 help and aid in you know what's fun to get us through. We definitely wanted to do a blind tasting, but as you're getting ready to win tomorrow, yeah. I under I, I, I yeah. get it. I get I'm, it. But, uh, I actually um, have
1: partners with some guys that we. I'm mean, gonna partners with uh, in a spirits company and we have a man, we have a great six year old bourbon that I'm a big fan of, might have kids, y'all.
0: What? Can you share? Can you can you yeah, share it's all,
1: all nations? It's based it's based and bottled out of uh Atlanta, but it's about to be uh distilled in Kentucky in uh in Garrard County, in uh Lancaster, Kentucky, about an hour about right at an hour south of Lexington, okay. right on the Bourbon Trail, and it's uh Man, I'm pretty biased. I think it's all barrel proof stuff, but we have a yeah. rye and a and a, a six year old bourbon or eleven an year old rye. And then we have a fifteen and eleven year old blend, hmm. and uh, and you, said you know, it's, it's called little... all all nations, all nations. Yeah, you. Uh, so it, it we came up with it, and I didn't know the backstory behind it. But Carrie Nations, she's the individual okay. that started prohibition on her own yeah. through uh, Kentucky. And uh, we actually have our house on um, on our piece of property in Kentucky, right on the bourbon trail that you can, you know, go in and see. And uh, so it says on our body, like, all nations except Carrie. <laughs> and uh, it's, you know, it, it's been a cool little ride. We, we've actually some guys, uh, my coach, uh, myself, and a few guys out of Atlanta, we wanted to do a, a bourbon business. And kind of get into it and do a craft bourbon, and um, we had David Pickerel as a consultant, sure. as you'll know, who's who was a serious legend, did Whistle Pig, Maker's Mark, uh done numerous stuff. And right as we were starting to uh, get it really going and, and starting to buy a little, uh, buy a little juice for uh, sourcing. He, uh, had a heart attack and ended up passing away. I mean, I put this guy up there as like Scotty, like about like Scotty Cameron of kind of the bourbon world. Yeah. And, um, man, it was super unfortunate. We were kind of at a loss, didn't know what to do, didn't know our avenues, what we wanted to do then. Cause, uh, he was a guy that was going to kind of help and guide us, and you know, navigate our ways. And, um, then we ended up, um, the owner of a uh, brewery in Atlanta and super successful, great beer company. He kind of wanted to do a spirits company and get into the bourbon world and caught wind of what we were doing and what had happened. And, um, we ended up doing it and it took probably three and a half years ish to get a product. And now that we have it, it's, it's, uh, it's been great. It's been cool to see. We actually have a vodka. We have a gin. Oh, wow. We have RTDs, but, uh, the bourbon, it actually just won a double gold out in San Francisco Nice. this past week. So, uh, i will have to get it uh, over you,
0: uh, over you I, I'm like, I don't know how in the hell I didn't know about. I mean, I'm looking at it now, and I'm like, oh shit. Well, of course I've seen the bottle, but I, I <laughs> yeah. had idea that was uh, yeah, yeah, silent yeah. partner. Way to go, Hudson. You can keep a secret. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's awesome to be a part of and kind
1: of watch it and watch you know from the beginnings of doing some tastings and to you know watching this whole thing come to fruition and having a product on the shelves. It's been uh been super neat.
0: That's yeah. very cool. If, if you're not drinking All Nations, what are you drinking? What bourbon are you going to?
1: I mean, I, I'm a. I like Weller. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Well, well, guys, see, you got a bunch of it over there in the corner. <laughs> I, I, I got. A, I got. A, I got a few. Yeah. Um, I'll get into uh, a little bit of Blantons. Yeah. Mm. Um, I like maybe. I would say like my everyday. Like if I'm gonna have a bourbon in my house before we got in our stuff, it was yeah.
0: I was probably just drinking some Weller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. damn hey, not a bad pick. Yeah, not yeah. a bad pick at all. Yeah, not, not a bad pick at all. So uh, I know you've got other things to do. We got a we got a quick uh, few questions for you. Perfect. Um, just to see, uh, let's let's level set with Hudson. So, favorite club in the bag?
1: Eight irons. Ooh. Nice. Uh, Very, but I don't know. I feel like I hit it a lot. So <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I feel like I can do hit a lot of shots with it. probably my eight iron and my driver. Honestly. Hmm.
2: Cool. Uh,
0: All right. Like I'm, yeah. I'm so, you know. Yes. Yeah, so, so football season will be upon us before we know it. Uh, Athens guy. And I'm sure you get back there quite regularly. Yeah. This will, this will be a two-parter, or maybe I'll just expand on it. Uh, what's a must visit in Athens? Could be a restaurant, could be a Ooh, golf course, yeah. could be.
1: There's a lot of must visits, but um, other than Sanford Stadium, um, I, I would say, I mean, Last Resorts, one of my favorite little restaurants in uh, in Athens. It's a it's a great. It's a great spot downtown. It's impossible to get in. They don't do reservations (laughs) on game weekends. You're just waiting a long line. Um, The food is great, not overpriced, great wine list. Um, It's right there in the heart of downtown. Then you can, right after that, you can just stumble to a couple bars and life's great
0: yeah awesome and then what's uh what about a favorite uh restaurant or uh it does have to be fancy anything but on tour um when when you're when you're showing up to what's like hey yeah i'm excited to show up and play golf as a professional but i can't wait to go here uh what's the place and what city is it in Ooh.
1: um hmm. there's some there's some good ones um <laughs> Man. I actually tell you, well, it's it's very random. I mean, this place I, I'm a big breakfast guy, a morning mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. Um T- I mean Tampa's got an unbelievable little breakfast place outside the uh outside the gate here. It's called Johnny Gritz. It's amazing. Oh, nice. And um but dinner place Colonial with that, um, with the old, the original Del Frisco's is a uh, ooh mm. is a pretty good spot. The double, the double eagle. Hmm. Oh, man, there's so many. That's that's a tough one. There, there's, there's a uh, there, there's a lot of good ones. I mean, um, Duck City in uh, at, in Moline, Illinois is uh just an incredible place too I, it, every town has their little like place that you're when you kind of get there you're like ready to go and you know get a bite best
2: fast food burger on the uh, in the u.s
1: Ooh, yeah i mean probably in and
2: out there you go okay right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's, yeah, your, uh, what's your favorite game to play um with the guys on the course to skins? Or uh,
1: it depends on if we have three, we'll do do like a nine point. But I, I mean, I kind of like I like just when we have a foursome, we're just you know, uh, just a low one ball. Mm-hmm. We'll do like a Nassau or something. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll do like a hundred, hundred, hundred or something like that, and you know, it can it keeps your interest during a long practice round.
2: Right. Right.
1: But, um, yeah, that, that's really it. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and, and gamble for my house, but yeah, I, we'll do something that, you know, keeps our interest for a five-hour 18 holes in a practice round.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think we have pairings yet. Uh, and the good thing we're at the end of the show, because you may be like, uh, screw you, I'm answering that. Um, <laughs> but, but, but so, and, and I'm, I'm going to ask it maybe in a different way. And I, there's no pairings yet, right? They haven't been drawn or haven't been been stated? Or have been. For this week? Yeah. Yeah, they come out on Tuesday. Okay, yeah. I missed. Yeah, I missed them. Uh, well, let me, I'll, I'll re-ask the question the way I was originally going to ask it. Who going into the week, who are you most excited to get paired with?
2: No, no, no. The answer to the question was who you're least excited to get paired with.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> I mean, there I'm friends with a bunch of guys out here. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's not one in particular. Every, every week's a good week. Uh, I'm not going to say that there's <laughs> definitely some people
0: that I don't enjoy playing golf with. Can I read, let me re-ask. Is there any, are there individuals if, and you can, you can name them or not. Are there individuals that you kind of feed off of more than others that like, Hey, Oh, you see the pairing sheet. And it's like, man, I'm, I'm stoked about tomorrow because this is going to go in a good direction.
1: Oh, uh. Yeah, I really, I really enjoy playing with Lucas Glover. He's a close mm-hmm. friend of mine. We, we always have a good time. Um,
2: That's cool.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, he's kind of the guy that I played the U.S. I played the U.S. Open as an amateur in 2010, and he kind of took me under his wing. Then he was a reigning U.S. Open champion from 2009. Played practice rounds with him every day. Um, but he's kind of a guy, I mean, I always look to, talk to, and talk about picking out good restaurant, in the walls on the road. He's he's the best at it and <laughs> nice. uh, knows all the uh, nooks and crannies of the best places to eat. That's cool. So, yeah, I, I mean, I really enjoy playing with him. We always kind of bring the best out on each other. We give each other a hard time, but we, we have a good time playing golf with each other. So I'd probably say him, but there's definitely – won't name any names, but numerous people that it's not. It makes 18 holes longer than it should be.
0: Exactly. exactly. You, you get to know your caddy a little more during those rounds, eh? Yes, exactly that's good. awesome awesome that's good. hudson it has been a pleasure sir Absolutely. Uh, we are looking forward to uh to doing a review on this all nations bourbon man oh, yeah uh, we would definitely we'd love to get connected on that with you Yep. yep. and uh all the best this week my friend yep. i hope uh i hope you put another w in the column mm-hmm. yes be, sir uh back to back uh back to back year wins so uh that would be extra exciting my friend absolutely thanks for having me guys all right hey thanks for coming on thanks. Hudson thanks cheers cheers <laughs> next time it'll be all nations <laughs> exactly. exactly exactly that's right <laughs>